0: I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a
1: miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality.
0: Welcome to Life Today Live, and I got to tell you, I love my wife. Uh, I do. Over 32 years now. Uh, And Why do I love my wife? Is it because I feel like it every day? If we're honest, no. (laughs) Is, Is it because I'm such a great guy? I mean, that should be obvious. No. It's because I choose to love my wife. And even when I don't feel like it, and there have been times, you might be shocked to find out, there have been times, there are things that I can do that express love even though I don't maybe feel it. Uh, and, and that's sort of the, the angle word we're talking about today in that um, love is not just a, a feeling because feelings can kind of come and go. Uh, and, well, I, well, we'll get into it, but I would dare say that love is not just a response. Uh, it, it can be something that you choose to do even when someone doesn't love you back. Uh, and we're, we're talking a little bit around a book by someone you'll probably know if you've been in the church world for long. The book is called Love is a Choice, and it is written by Dr. Gary Chapman, who has championed the uh, five love languages, which have really helped a lot of people. And I know when I was younger, I read that, and I went, okay, that explains me that explains my wife that explains my dad that explains a lot of people uh, in their motivation so we're gonna have a good conversation appreciate you guys being here if you wanna hit that share button and let someone else know about this then be a good time to do it dr. Chapman welcome to life today live great to have you today
1: well thank you Randy I am glad to be with you all right am I am I tracking with you a
0: little bit here on this idea of <laughs> love being uh, not just a feeling or a response but actually something that we intentionally
1: can do absolutely Randy and that's why I use that title love is a choice because in our society we have so exalted emotions mm. that we we really tend to see love as an emotion and so a husband will say to his wife I just don't love you anymore mm. by which he means I don't have any positive feelings for you anymore mm. well love is love begins with an attitude. biblical love begins with an attitude it's the attitude Jesus had who loved us, the Bible says, when we were still sinners, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and came and died for us. So it's choosing to have the attitude of Christ, that I am in this world to enrich the lives of other people. And I'm going to choose to love people. And in this book, of course, we're not talking just about loving it in the marriage and family. So that's extremely important. And as you know, I'm big on the five love languages in marriage and with children. But the reality is, uh, the, the love languages are simply five ways to express love, but they can be expressed to anyone. And uh, in this story, of course, in this, in this book, I'm giving real life stories from people of, of loving and expressing different love languages in many other kind of relationships. And if we can get the concept, first of all, that love is a choice, I choose my attitudes. I don't choose my feelings, but I choose my attitudes every single day. And if I have the attitude of love, i'll find places where i can express love to people throughout each day
0: well yeah i mean now you're you're broadening it to uh every situation in a sense because you know jesus said love the lord god with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself and i mean i don't know all the people that live near me you know i I know the people on the right and the left and a couple houses down um and, and certainly if you look at neighbor in the sort of the Greek sense of near one. Uh, I run into people all the time that I don't know. You're suggesting that there are ways to express love to them in ways we may not immediately think of?
1: Yeah, and and, and in simple ways, and sometimes uh, very elaborate ways. Uh, For example, one of the stories I give in the book is a very simple thing. A husband and his wife were taking their children to Carlsbad Cavern to do a hike. Hmm. They get there and there's a long line And they see cars turning around and they get closer and they hear one of the park rangers saying to the person in front of them, I'm sorry, but the park is closed. The rain, the the snow is too deep. And we we just we had to close the park. And the guy in front of him just yelled at him and said, well, it's not snowing that much. And And so this guy, he heard what that guy said. So when he got up there and the ranger told him the same story, he said, you know, thank you for looking out for us. I really appreciate that. And then he turned around and they went back into a a nearby restaurant and were having coffee and some uh, hot chocolate for the kids. And they started talking and said, you know, those rangers, I bet they hear horrible things all day long, people criticizing them. Why don't we just get them some coffee and take it back up there and give it to them? Hmm. And so they did. It was three, three rangers were there. So they got coffee, went up there and bypassed the crowd and just went straight to the rangers and said, you know, we were thinking about you and I know it's cold out there and we just wanted to bring you some coffee. He said the smile on those rangers face was more important to me than taking a hike in Carlsbad Cavern. (laughs) You know, he expressed two of the love languages. First of all, he gave words of affirmation Mm. and secondly, he gave a gift. Simple, simple thing. But if you have an attitude of love, you'll be looking for those kind of opportunities.
0: I mean, that almost sounds too easy in a sense, (laughs) you know, you're suggesting that kindness, maybe an expression of love uh, maybe looking out for the interests of others is an expression of love i mean this this doesn't sound that hard is is it really that hard to choose to love others
1: you know i think uh it, it all depends of course on what you're doing for that other person but i think if you have an attitude of love it's not really that difficult because what you're saying as a christian you're saying god i want to be your representative in the world hmm. And God loves other people through us. We're his agents of love. And so if you have that attitude, then you're you really your eyes are open to, to that possibility. I'll give you a, another story that's that's really far more uh, involved in far more time. A lady had retired. She was a librarian. She retired, she and her husband. And she was uh, working and, and, and they never had children. She was working in her backyard one afternoon and a little girl who lived in the house next door whom she had never met The little girl was about four or five years old and the little girl came through the bushes and said, what are you doing? And she said, I'm working in my garden. And she said, will you play with me? And the lady said, well, honey, I'm busy right now. Uh, And she said, well, my name is Libby. Will you play with me? (laughs) And She said, I was just touched and I just took my gloves off and said, Okay, I'll play with you. What do you want to play? And she said, I want to play. Uh, making, making home, making, a making house or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the la- she said, I want to be the, the mother and you be the daughter. She said, okay, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so they went under the tree and they played for a while. And, uh, finally the lady said, okay, now I have to go back and finish my work in the garden. So you run along home. Okay. So the little girl left. And the lady thought, well, that's that, you know, uh, but the next morning that same little girl Libby knocked on her back door. And when she went to the door, uh, she said, what are you doing? And she said, well, I'm cooking this morning. And she said, can I help you? And she said, well, honey, wh- no, well, why don't you go home and help your mother? And she said, my mother's working. And she said, well, who's looking after you? And she said, my my, uh, my care- caretaker or whatever. And uh, and she said, can I help you cook? And she said, okay, honey, come on in. And, and she let her stir something. You
2: know?
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the beginning turned out out to be a lifelong relationship. Hmm. And that young girl would come over and they would, as she got older, they would sit on the the swing on the back porch and they would talk together and share life together. And even when that family moved away, when that gal was in college, she came home every time she was back in town and came and visited with her. And this lady said, she became the daughter that I never had.
2: Hmm.
1: And it was all because I took what seemed to me to be an interruption and made it an opportunity to love a little girl. So, and a lot of times you see we have interruptions. We're all busy, yeah. and somebody interrupts us, you know. And we don't take a loving response. We don't ask, "Oh Lord, is this an opportunity that, that perhaps you want me to, you know, interface with this person?" Well,
0: it, yeah, uh, no, and I was just going to observe that because it seems like maybe God is putting opportunities in front of us all the time, uh, and, yeah. and it takes an awareness to. Get out of our own space and time and concerns in order to take advantage of maybe what what God's putting before us more than we even realize.
1: I think you're exactly right. And that's why I think, you know, it all begins with a prayer to God. Lord, give me the attitude of Christ. And that's what we're told to have in Philippians chapter four. The attitude of Christ, who though he was God, emptied himself of all of his privileges as God and became a man. And once he got on level ground with us, he stepped down even further to death on the cross. Mm. That's the attitude. And Lord, give me the attitude of Christ. And when you have that attitude, then you're, you're more open to opportunities, which may seem like interruptions at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, and and think of the pack, impact we could make, Randy, in the world if every Christian had an attitude of love mm. and we were just looking for opportunities, you know. Uh, another one of the stories in the book that I really, really like is there was a, a young veteran uh, who uh, who had uh, was homeless had been homeless. He now had a had a house. He was living. He had a little subdivision uh, house, but he had no furniture in his house. And he he went to the to the VA, and this lady's husband was the VA officer, and he interviewed the guy. And that night, he told his wife. He said, "You know, this guy. He's a young guy. He's single. He's got HIV, and he's he's has been homeless. Now he's got a house, but no bed." And his wife said, "Well, why don't we get him a bed?" <laughs> he said, "Well, if you want to." <laughs> so they, she arranged to get him a bed delivered, you know. And in that con- and, and she had a conversation with him, and she told her sister about it. And her sister said, "Well, he needs more than a bed. <laughs> I mean, let's let's get him a table." And and so her sister came in, and some other family members came in, and they you know made it livable in that room, and and then they found out that he had an extended family which everybody does. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they made contact and actually paid for his sister to come out and visit him. Mm. And they hadn't seen each other in years. And uh, after that, he, of course, continued to get worse physically, you know, and really about three weeks before he died, they arranged to have him taken back to his mother's house so that he could be with family in, in his death. And later his mother said to this lady, she said, you know, all these years, I prayed for a miracle for my Tony, mm. and you were that miracle. Mm.
0: Yeah, uh, and uh, hmm. that that's an interesting thing. It's one thing my my dad likes to say uh, when we, we are looking to help people, uh, especially overseas in, in poverty-stricken areas, people who pray, who ask God for a miracle. And, and, and the idea that we can be the miracle in someone else's life I think is really an underrated idea, and I, th- I think it's a promise in Scripture, and it all starts with what you're talking about, which is choosing love.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, no question about it, you know. I really do believe if, if we could become lovers as Christians, we could have a positive impact on the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, far more than we are today. Now, I'm grateful for what is going on in the world today, as you mentioned, all over the world. But just in our daily flow of life, we all have opportunities to love if we have an attitude of love. You know, we're just looking for opportunities uh, to express love.
0: Yeah, and and though we do serve needs around the world, there are needs right in front like you just expressed. You know, there are needs there every day if we keep our eyes open. Uh, This is the book, Love is a Choice by Dr. Gary Chapman. And, uh, you know, I think, Gary, that some of the wounds of the past the hurts of the past uh inhibit sometimes our willingness uh we've all been burned uh we've had people that we don't know you know strike out at us and make you get a little shy with being kind of strangers. sometimes we we've had you know some i've seen people who are um you know asking for money on a street corner or something and i i go i don't i don't know I don't know about the motives there you know uh and, and so you have to pray and like lord should i help yeah. some of them you help some of them i don't because i i think giving them cash could be hurting them that that's a small yeah. thing what really gets big is when we've been hurt by someone that we have loved that we have yeah. been close to uh, how much do you think
1: the pain of our past makes us not choose love well i think there's no question about it that when we've been hurt deeply uh, by sometimes family members or other people, uh, we we tend to let the pain control our behavior, rather than recognizing, yes, I was treated unfairly. Mm-hmm. So was Jesus treated unfairly on the cross, mm-hmm. but He continued to love. You know, after the after His death and resurrection, He continued to love because that's the nature of Jesus, the nature of God, and so. We can say to God, Lord, you know how painful I am, how pained I am with what happened to me. And, and I don't want to go through that again. So please help me to discern how to love a person. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, you mentioned a person on the street like that. And I agree with fully with what you're saying, because sometimes you're going to give them money. They're going to go get drunk. You know, right. you're not helping them. Right. Uh, but you might ask, you know, I mean, it, it obviously depends on your time and all of that. But yeah, hey, are you hungry? And if they say, yeah, I am, well, let me take you to lunch mm-hmm. and take, take them to lunch. You know, that's a good, the good thing. I don't get drunk on lunch. <laughs> and, and you learn their story. You find out where they're, what's going on yeah. in their life, what they've experienced. It. And then you can discern, you know, what might be a way to help them.
0: <laughs> that's funny you mentioned that because on more than one occasion, someone has asked me, uh, sometimes in the suburbs, but usually in like an inner city kind of situation like downtown, um, you know, hey, man, I'm hungry. Can you just, and i said, sit out, well, i tell you what, I'll buy you lunch under one condition. You sit at my table, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and, and not all of them want to talk and that's okay. I can, I can let them, you know, eat in silence, but you get a little conversation going and you see if there's some kind of relationship and a lot of them are closed off, you know, but, but you don't know, you don't, here's the thing about choosing to love and, and tell me if you, if you've seen this, I, I, you have to have. You don't always see an immediate response or reward, but you plant a seed. Yeah. How much of loving is sowing into someone's life?
1: Yeah, I, I, think, you're, I think you're exactly right. Uh, I remember a wife sharing with me and she said, Dr. Chet, my husband was just so harsh, he was drinking and he was just harsh and mean and all of that. And uh, she said, I was not a Christian and I was just ready to give up. And I met a Christian lady And she shared with me the gospel and I accepted Christ. And then I got in a Bible study with her and some other ladies. And one day we were studying that passage where Jesus said in Luke chapter six, love your enemies.
2: Mm.
1: And I said, oh, God. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And she thought that's that's what that's what you can do for your husband is love him, even though he's acting like you're his enemy, you know. And so she said, I just ask God to help me. Uh, to start loving him. She said, I'd already read the five love languages and I knew his love languages were words of affirmation and acts of service. Acts Mm -hmm. of service is number two. So she said, I just started looking for positive things that I could say about him. There's a whole lot of negative Mm negative, but I started looking for things I could say positive and giving him positive, affirming words and then asking him, you know, from time to time, honey, what could I do for you this week? What would it be helpful to you? And so I would start doing those things and she said, it was amazing. She said, within about two months, his whole attitude changed. Yeah. And we, he, we started talking civilly to each other. And she said he even made the choice to stop drinking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah, I, I do think that yeah, obviously we're not by nature motivated to love people that are not loving us. Right. You know, the, the natural thing is love somebody that loves you. Right. right. Uh, but the reality is God loved all of us when we were enemies of god and so uh, he can give us the power to do the same thing
0: yeah and i think it's important to point out that that loving someone um real love is not manipulation it's not Absolutely. it's not treating someone in a way that will get what you want although oftentimes especially in a marriage relationship it does turn things around in a positive way uh, i mean love certainly pays off uh, yeah. but we don't always see the rewards and and we do it out of obedience, not yeah. out of self motivation, because really that at the end is not love. You mentioned a couple of love languages, and for those who maybe haven't read it in, at all or haven't in, in a long time, hit them real quick so they can. I think there's there's great practical expressions of love that everyone can can do.
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're simple ways, uh, but they they speak deeply to people. One is words of affirmation. That is looking for things about them that you can express appreciation for, or sometimes you're just saying to someone who maybe is just a casual friend. You know, uh, I really I noticed that you did da 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 da. I just want you to know I appreciate that, man. It's encouraging to see people doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I was walking through an airport and there was a family with two little children, and one of the and there was four or five military uh, personnel with military garb on, and that little six year old looked up and said to them. Thank you for protecting us. <laughs> I thought, man, those parents are doing a good job. Yeah. So, you know, just simply using words to affirm the other person. Now, I've had I had a lady say, Well, Doctor Chapman, I'd like to give my husband a positive word, but I can't think of anything good to say about it. <laughs> yeah. I said, Well, does he ever take a shower? Yeah. <laughs> so words of affirmation, acts of service, you know, the old saying, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. If this is their love language, actions will speak louder than words. And in a marriage, of course, that's things like cooking and and mowing grass and all those kind of things. But Mm -hmm. in other places, it may be helping somebody build a ramp up to their house or something, but just acts of service. And then there's gifts. It's universal to give gifts. The gift says they were thinking about me. Look what they got for me. Mm -hmm. And the gift does not have to be expensive. Uh, it can be expensive, like the lady that bought the bed for yeah. that homeless person. Yeah. But it, they can be expensive. They don't have to be uh, uh, gifts. And then uh, quality time, giving the other person your undivided attention, and that's what you would be doing. Like when you buy a meal for a homeless person, you're spending time talking to them. You're not only giving them a gift; you're giving them quality time. You know, you're spending thirty minutes with them and hope you know interfacing with them if they're if they're willing to do that. But quality time. And then number five is physical touch. Hmm. And we've long known the power of physical touch because yeah. that's why we pick up babies and hold them and kiss them and yeah. cuddle them. And long before the baby understands the meaning of the word love, the baby feels love. So, you know, a pat on the back, you know, appropriate touches, affirming touches. And so these are five ways to express love. And, and of course, in a marriage, uh, what I like to say is each of us has a primary love language. One of these five speaks more deeply than the other four. Yeah. My wife's love language is acts of service. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first got married, I gave her words of affirmation. I told her how much I loved her. Da 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 da. And one day she said, "You know, you keep on saying I love you. If you love me, why don't you help me?" <laughs> I said, what, "What? What do you mean?" She said, "Well, you don't ever offer to wash the dishes or vacuum the floor. You don't offer to do anything." And and I didn't say this, Randy, but in my mind I was thinking, "What are you talking about? My mama did that." <laughs> <laughs> oh you don't want to say that no, no 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 no! i'm glad i didn't say that but and i didn't know anything about love languages but looking back on it yeah she was telling me her love language was acts of service yeah and i was giving her words of affirmation so learning your spouse's primary language and speaking it can really enrich a marriage well you know
0: that's funny because it's not just i mean part of what the way we learn is is through the complaints and it's easy to dismiss or push back against complaints i had the same similar kind of situation where my wife would ask hey have you done this yet have you done this yet and i'm fine i'm like why is she hounding me every week when you know because it was an ongoing thing and i finally went you know what i'm going to do it before she has a chance to ask just to show her (laughs) right and my attitude was not right and so i started beating her kind of to the punch, so when she'd ask me, like, "Yeah, yeah," and it was funny because her attitude changed, and she started showing me appreciation, even for something that I hadn't done with the right attitude. If we're honest, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so learning these things, and it—I so think late after that, I was—I read your your book, and and I went,
1: "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a love language. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that's right. And criticism, you're right. Criticism often we get defensive if our spouse yep. criticizes. Oh yeah. But they're really they're really giving us valuable information.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they're they're telling us what their love language is. If she says, "I just don't think we spend any time together anymore. Yeah. I just feel like we're ships passing in the night." He mm. said, "What do you mean? We went to dinner Thursday night. What are you talking about, woman?" Yeah. Well, she's telling you something that's important. Yeah. She, that, Quality time is her love language.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think the whole world is telling us a lot of times what's important as believers, uh, and and it's they need they need an expression of love, and they need an expression of God's love, and they need it really from the right place. They don't need to be, you know, many. I think all of your love languages have a, a counterfeit uh, that that Satan's twisted into something not good, uh, and, yeah. and and so it, I think in order to love properly, again. What Jesus said: Love the Lord your God with all your heart. When we orient that, then these expressions of love become actually expressions of love, uh, and they, and they change things. Are you Doctor Chapman, you you have, I think, helped not just a lot of marriages, but you helped a lot of people change their world, their surroundings, those people around them. Um, I'm I'm just curious. A couple of minutes. I'm curious when you look at, at the way that your willingness to say yes to God, uh, your heart to help other people. I know you get feedback all the time. What, what do you What do you think when you see how people have said, "Man, you, you changed not just my marriage, but all my relationships." With just the words you put in the book, or the words that you spoke in an interview. What What does that What does that do when you hear that?
1: Well, you know, Randy, I'm deeply humbled when I hear that because I know it's not me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's the the way God has chosen to use. For example, the original book on the five love languages, 20 million copies have sold published in over 50 languages around the world. And I just stand in awe because people ask me, Gary, how do you explain that? You know, the book's been out 30 years and every year it sells more than the year before Hmm. that doesn't, that doesn't happen to books. No people say, how do you explain that? And I say, well, to me, the short answer is God. Mm -hmm. And the long answer is God. (laughs) That's all I know. But it's very encouraging for people to say to me, and I do hear it many, many times, that book literally saved our marriage. I mean, we were just desperate. And we read it and the lights came on. We took the quiz, we learned the language, and we started speaking it. Our whole marriage was saved. So, you know, I, I just think I don't, God has just chosen to give it to me and then use it, yes. and I'm deeply I'm deeply grateful.
0: Well, and yes, it's God, but it's God through us. God likes to work through people, and it requires surrendering to him, which I know you've done, uh, you know, yeah. and God's blessed us. Thank you. Thank you for that.
1: Well, thank you, Randy, and I really enjoyed chatting with you today. Keep up the good work of encouraging people in your programs.
0: I appreciate it. I want to show everybody uh, your website real quick. This is 5 dot The number five, the word love, the word languages com. Uh, and maybe, maybe your marital relationship is a little on the rocks, or you don't know what to do. I mean, what a great place to start. Uh, you know, you can read the book, you can take the quiz, you can, you can learn a little bit more about the love languages and how we communicate that. But beyond just the marriage, I mean, this is something that is an everyday kind of thing. And uh, the book, Love is a Choice, available now wherever you get books, um, is a good, just a primer on this is how we choose to express what God has, Jesus specifically said, we are to express to everyone around us, uh, and that is love. And in today's world, love is a very confusing word because it's been corrupted and twisted and manipulated. We need to get back to what God says love is so we can express it properly. So I hope you've been encouraged. Uh, if you haven't liked or follow the program, Always I would possible. ask that you do that now. We'll bring you more encouragement. And uh, do check out the fivelovelanguages.com and hit the share button. Let other people know that love is a choice and we're making that choice today. And we'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live.
1: Nobody can prevent you from doing the will of God.